Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Happy New Year, Solomon. Hope you are doing amazing and that you're getting excited to work on your goals for 2024. You know, I remember when my sons were in their teens, I would lay awake at night worried about whether they were in the house or not. Sometimes there were conflicts because I feared for their safety and I feared they wouldn't grow up to be good men. In today's episode, I talk with Jim White about how parents can develop a love-based relationship with their children. Strange, right? Because we all love our children, don't we? But if you're like me, stressing over your child's welfare, this episode is for you. Listen and learn about how to develop a love-based relationship with your children. Tired? Weary? Frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Mom's Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle My guest today is coach, author, and founder of the Family Enrichment Academy, Jim White. Thanks for coming and talking to us on Solomon's Talk, Jim. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Yes, for sure. All right. Before we talk about what you do, could you tell us who is Jim White? Yeah, a little background on myself. So I grew up in the Midwest. Um, My wife and I have been married now for 41 years, so a long time. We actually met in high school. So we're the the classic high school romance that that made it through. Um, Over the years that we've been married, we've had six children. um, And that's a big part of my interest in family and family enrichment. And actually, uh, our youngest is now in college. And so we have adult children 
grandchildren, and we have 13 grandchildren right now. So, you know, our family picture, if, if, if people are curious, you can go to the web, my website and you'll see a picture of the whole gang, but it's, it's a big picture now. And it's, it's hard to get everybody together, um, you know, when we have multiple family units going, but uh, we do try to do it at least once a year. So, but anyway, so that's my background. I've always had an interest and a passion for personal development, which sort of led into the family enrichment. When you think about it, our role as a parent is to help develop our children. And so that, that passion for personal development was just a natural extension into parenting, as well as my own development as well. So in where I'm at in my life, I mentioned my youngest child is now in college over the last several years. I've just found myself being called, if you will, to share some of the wisdom gained over those 40 years of marriage and having children. And so that's that was the sort of the the incentive to form the Family Enrichment Academy um, is to be a vehicle to uh, fulfill that calling and just share um, strategies and ideas and, and thoughts for parents that are out there making their way through that journey of being a parent. All right. Thank you for sharing. As a divorcee, I can appreciate you being brave and responsible enough for sticking it out for 41 years. I mean... That's awesome. That's something I would have wanted for myself. And it's just awesome to talk to someone who has been there and, you know, keeping it together for the rest of us as an example. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. A, it's a challenge. Though. And as you mentioned, I mean, they, they, I like to say they haven't all been sunny days. We've had our share of cloudy days and some storms as well through our marriage. Um, but it's just... You know, we've been able to continue to, and actually one of my messages I'll just go ahead and share is, um, you know, within all of us, we have these two competing mindsets and one of them is fear-based and the other one is love-based. And part of our journey has been, okay, when things start to get a little tough and, and things aren't going as well, it's like we always recognize that's when we were being more fearful, you know, and you start to become from that fearful place. And if we can be intentional about changing that mindset and becoming more love-based, it just puts you in a better place to be able to heal whatever has damage has been done, but then also to create a future, you know, it's a more compelling future that you're putting out there in front of yourself when you come from that love-based mindset. Awesome. I like that insight because if you're, if you're coming from a place of love, not lost, then you don't just love you, you love the other person. And that drives you to action, right? Yeah, it does. And, yeah. and that's really the fundamental message I have with parents as well. It's about the the first step in the parenting process is for the parent to stay love-based. And with our children, sometimes we we become fear-based and it's, it's not that their love's not there. It's just that we don't always react or respond out of love. Sometimes we, re- we react or respond out of fear and that tends to damage the relationship with the child and it doesn't uh, support and empower the child to be their absolute best. And if we can be intentional first about our own mindset and being love-based, then we can go build connection. And then part of what we're doing is we're modeling that love-based approach to life to the child. And so they start to learn to become more love-based, which just makes their life work better as well. It gives them perspective um, that maybe is different than if it's a fearful place. So it's part of the ongoing process with parents um, 
and you know teaching it to their children as well. And where do you think? I, I imagine it, it it maybe come from the past, but where do you think a lot of this fear comes from? And can you explain those type of fears that cause us to inappropriately raise our children? Yeah, it's it's just part of the human experience. We all have that fearful, and it's when we feel disconnected. That's what I think where it starts. We start to feel alone. At its root, it's us feeling isolated and alone. And then we feel vulnerable and then we get fearful. Now, the way it comes out, you know, with a parent is, you know, I've heard parents, you know, with younger children, they go out to the grocery and the young child starts to act out, if you will. And the parent is responding more from embarrassment about that they're going to look bad and that people are going to talk about them, which if you think about it, is fearful. They're fearful of their own image, if you will, or how they're going to be perceived. As a, And so then they respond out of that by, you know, however they deal with the child. But it's, it's usually not a real productive response. Whereas if they're more love grounded, they can be OK with that difficult circumstance and then they respond to the child differently as a result you know when the kids get older you know you're sending that teenager out in a car on saturday night for the first time it's a fearful place to be right because you're worried about them um and as again it's just part of our human condition but part of what i i try to encourage parents to think about is when you're love-based Part of the peace that comes with that is knowing that if that child makes a mistake, love can always heal what happens. And so even if there is an issue, um, if you can then approach that with love, you're going to be able to heal and move the situation forward. And the other thing that's interesting is it, it leads to a more of a growth mindset. And so I think a lot of times parents see these circumstances or challenges as being bad things. It's, oh, something went wrong, where I encourage them to say, this is a gift. This circumstance that your child has gotten themselves into, a difficult or a bad spot, is a gift because it's a teaching moment. It's a chance for you to help them grow and learn and develop. And what they're going to learn, it's interesting, a lot of times what they're learning is they're learning to be resilient, for example. And resiliency is going to serve them forever out into their life, or they're learning to be resourceful, or they're learning, you know, that they can get through a problem and it builds confidence in them that they trust, you know, I can solve this, I can handle this. Um, So really those circumstances, you know, can be viewed as a gift. And then when you do that, it just changes the whole sort of the context around it and the environment and allows you to really take it and use it for the good of the family and that child. I can totally relate as a divorced mom who's raised uh, three boys, you know, on her own, the fear. And I raised two teenagers in Brooklyn. (laughs) So I, you know, I can understand the fear. But I do like what you teach because we could benefit from shifting that mindset from the fear. And But I've never heard it mentioned as love because, yeah. I mean, every parent loves their child, right? Right. So can you expand on that concept of raising your children from a place of love? 
Yeah. And it's, and it is, it's a great distinction because we all have love in us. And sometimes when I say that, I, I say it at the risk of the parents saying, well, wait a minute, you saying I don't love my child? Right. And that's not what I'm saying at all. We have that love inside us. The question is, how often are you responding or acting out of that love? Yes. Um, and so that becomes, it's, it's love as an action type of a process. And so do you engage with the child with compassion or forgiveness? Um, you know, those are gratitude. You know, those are love-based attributes that, that become a part. Of, and like I mentioned, the growth mindset, that to me is a love-based, you know, creativity and growth comes out of love. There's a certain energy to it. Yeah. And so that's what I'm talking about is being intentional and choosing that. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of a strange analogy, but think about your uh, health and wellness journey and trying to eat better. I mean, you go to the cupboard and there's, you know, a chocolate donut or something healthy. They're both there, but you just have to choose which one you're going to eat at the moment. Right. And the same thing is true with fear and love. They're both in us. And it's a matter of when, you know, are we being intentional and are we growing? I love this idea of a journey because if you take the day, you know, maybe 50% of the time I'm engaging from a love-based mindset and the other 50 from a fear-based. And that's Mm -hmm. just the way it is today. And the question is, can tomorrow, can I be 51% love-based and 49% fear-based? And then the next day go 52, 40. I mean, am I growing? And there's going to be times when you go backwards too, because circumstances will pop up that'll sort of set you back a step or two. But then it's about, okay, let's be aware. I I talk a lot with my parents about being aware of where am I right now? Where am I coming from? So that I can then make a choice. And a lot of times we aren't aware. We just respond or react at a habit without being intentional about that choice that we're making. And so it's the process of choosing love. It's not that love's not there. It's just the process of choosing love is what a lot of my coaching is around. In, in encouraging people and um, challenging them and inviting them to do that as a possibility, you know, to choose the love perspective. Yes. Um, but we do. And it's it's interesting. I think a lot of times our culture and just a lot of the, you know, the input that we get tends to condition us to be more fearful um, as opposed to being more love-based. And so we have to make an effort at it, and, and that's part of it. So hopefully that sort of addresses what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Of course, thanks. Um, you know, <laughs> we have a lot of challenges as parents, right? And raising children alone as opposed to having a mate is is a little different. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Are you still setting New Year's resolutions only to ditch it halfway through January? Or are you struggling to keep up with life because it seems you've lost control? Sign up for Successful Goal Setting Strategies for Solo Moms and let me walk you through setting up a plan for your life based on your birthday. Join the waitlist below and put a plan in place so you can have joy in the middle of life's chaos. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. But the kids are the same, right? (laughs) I mean, a teenager is going to be a teenager, whether they're raised by a single mom or, you know, a loving family. 
So what are some of the challenges you're, you're, you're bumping into now with parents that you coach? What are some of the common problems? Common challenges. Yeah, especially with, with, with teenagers. And what are you telling these parents to, how are you showing them to address this? Yeah, that's a great question, which the first thing I, I want to point to as part of your question is that there, every family situation and circumstance is unique. Mm-hmm. You raised three boys as a single mother. Um, there could be somebody that had two boys and a girl as a single mother. You mm-hmm. did it at your, you know, your neighborhood is different than my neighborhood. Your yes. school is different. I mean, everybody's situation and dynamic is di- is different. And yes. so we have to acknowledge that and be okay with it. And so a particular challenge that you may face, you know, and every child is different. I mean, one child may have some learning disability, for example, or maybe they have, you know, their their friend group, you know, that they get involved with is something you're not comfortable with. I mean, so that my point is that it's a journey and everybody needs to be, give themselves a little bit of grace and say, okay, mm-hmm. how do I handle my challenge? And it's it's whatever it is. And then the the common themes, though, that I start to see come up with teens, as you ask, um, there's a couple of them. One is there's this natural process of the teen starting to pull away a little bit. And so the parent feels disconnected. And so that's a common theme. It's, you know, there's disconnect. I, they won't talk to me or they won't listen to me, you know, all of that kind of, of conversation. And then what's sort of the, the sister of that or brother of that is the parent, there's a lot of conflict. There's fighting going on. And and it's the teen wanting to exert some of their own power, if you will, in running their own life and the parent not wanting to give that up. And so that those are common issues that pop up. And part of my message to parents is it fits on both of those. I actually, I talk about three fundamentals for parenting. And these would be across any of our journeys because they are, in fact, fundamentals. And the first one we've talked some about, which is to, for the parent to stay as grounded as they can in that love-based mindset. That's the first thing. If you can do that, that puts you in position for fundamental number two, which is building connection. And I mentioned the teen wants to pull away. It's okay. What are some strategies and how can I be intentional about reconnecting and deepening that relationship with the teenager as they go through this process of disconnecting? And so that's that second fundamental is just all about building connection. And then the third one is about then how do I empower my child? to be their absolute best. It's about empowerment. And that's distinct from, and and the conflict that parents and teens experience is around control. And what happens is the parent doesn't want to give up control of stuff, whatever it is, and the teenager wants it. And so part of my goal with parents is to encourage them to let go of that control But what they do as the alternative to that is they start to develop an empowerment mindset. Their role becomes one of how do I empower the child and coach the child as opposed to control and make the decisions. And when you do that, it shifts the dynamic of the relationship then. It allows it to go forward in a much better way. And so it's that parent letting go of that control and taking on that empowerment mindset. So that's sort of the third 
thing I, I encourage parents to do is a way to help reduce that conflict. Now, another I have to mention with teens, because it's specifically a big issue that's related to both of those is around social media. You know, this is a big concern and it contributes to that disconnect. It contributes to that control issue. A lot of times parents try to control what their child's doing on social media. But and here's an example where I would say to them, you know, if you control, you might be able to control it today when they're 14, let's say, but when they're 16, it's going to be much harder. There's going to be a lot of conflict. And when they're 20, they got to be able to handle it on their own. And so aren't we better suited to try to teach them to self-regulate and to manage that social media, you know, start getting them to think that way now so that when they're 20, it's not an issue for them and they have the ability to do that. And so it's just, it's just a different mindset that positions that child to be successful going forward. Yeah. And it's that, it's that fear, isn't it? The fear not that they're not going to do it as well as you did. Right. right? Well, and they won't do it the way you want them to do it. That's the fear too. It's, it's the fear that they are, that they um, aren't ready um, to do it. And actually there's one of the things I share with parents is this idea of a readiness gap. And the readiness gap is this, the parent always thinks the child is less prepared or less ready than they probably really are. In other words, the child could probably handle more than what they have. But on the flip side of that, the child always thinks they're more ready than they really are. And so you've got this gap that's there. And the reality is there's somewhere in the middle, but that's part of the parent's job is to shift that control appropriate. And again, we talked about every child's different. I mean, a 13-year-old in this family and a 13-year-old in another family may be completely different in their level of maturity, for example. Yes. And so what that one can handle versus the other is going to be different. So it's not like there's a right or wrong answer for mm-hmm. when do you hand over, for example, homework. When does homework become their responsibility? Um, you know, some kids start doing that when they're 10 years old, but yeah. there may be others that they aren't ready till they're 14 or 15. But, and that's how I say the journeys are different for everybody. And the parent just needs to be aware. And it's interesting, the quality of your connection is what gives you insight into how ready they are. Right, because if you're right. connected, then you have a sense of where they are and what's going on for them. And you can have a conversation with them that gives you feedback on, okay, I'm ready. I'm not ready. Um, And so that's why that connection is just so important as well. Yeah, true. And and it would help if we remember that we... We are doing a good job, even if it absolutely doesn't look like it, right? Yeah, you are, and you're doing. And I like to tell you, you're doing exactly what you know. You've everything you've done thus far is exactly the way it's supposed to have been. Yes, and 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 it's just a matter of okay, how can I grow and learn from here? And and that's why I love the analogy of a journey. It's just it's an ongoing effort. And I'll I'll tell your people and your audience this right now. I have adult children um, with kids of their own. I still am parenting today. It never stops. It's a journey that I will be a parent forever. And my role as a parent, though, shifts and and it evolves over time, but it's always going to be there. So I'm always looking for ways I can get better. I'm 
always looking for how can I build connection a little bit more? How can I empower my adult child? Um, I had, I'll give you a simple example. Yesterday, one of my older daughters married kids of her own. She's coaching a fourth and fifth grade basketball team, girls basketball team. And she called me yesterday. She had some questions about, you know, I'm not sure about, you know, what I should say to the kids or how I should handle, you know, and so I'm parenting at that or I'm coaching, you know, I'm I'm helping her at that moment. And so, and those things are going to happen forever. There's always going to be those moments. And it's, I love the fact that she reaches out, right? I mean, that's what we want. Yes. But that comes from having that quality connection, yes. and it comes from all of those times, you know, throughout her growing up, that I was able, that I took that empowerment approach, and I was there, and then she knows that, you know, we're here for her, if you will. So yes. it's just it's just part of the process, and yeah, you know, and to sort of wrap that up, I'll go back. I'll say, you know, love always can heal, and if love can yeah. heal, tomorrow can be better than today. And that's part of the mindset. How do we make tomorrow better than today? And it's always possible because love, you know, has that attribute. It can do it. Yeah, for sure. It's always a, it's a testament, I think, to your parenting, no matter how much you thought you screwed up. When they reach out to you and ask you for your opinion on something they're doing as adults, right? It's just amazing. Yeah. 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 And they will. And they do. So that's that's just part of it. So, Yeah. Awesome. And how can we get in touch with you? Yeah. So if anybody's interested in the work, um, it's familyenrichmentacademy.com. And actually, since we've been talking a lot teenagers, um, I have a free resource on my website. It's 10 questions you should never ask your teenager. Um, you know, cause you know, we talked about how a lot of times parents say my teenager won't talk to me. And yeah. so these are what I, I call them the conversation killers. You know, these are the ones that shut them down. And, but then as an alternative with the resource, I have 10 great questions as well. It's okay. the conversation starters. And so it's a free download. You can go to familyenrichmentacademy.com. That one's actually at the bottom of the homepage. You just scroll to the bottom and you'll see that. Um, okay. But I publish content on a blog on a regular basis. I have a couple of podcasts, uh, YouTube. So there's a lot of content that's available. Yes. And then people can connect if they want to talk about any of the courses or coaching that I do as well, um, the best way is at the, at the website. Okay. All right. So we'll put some links on the show notes so people have access to that. Thank you very much, Jim White, for coming and talking to us on Solomon's Talk, but I'm not letting you go just yet. Tell me, what is Jim grateful for today? Grateful, well, for having this conversation. I, I just am so grateful to have the chance to share. Again, like I said, I feel called to kind of share what my experience and wisdom gained over the years uh, with other parents. And if, you know, if I can, even if it's only one person, it does, you know, that still feel, it feels very purposeful for me. It's purposeful work. Um, and I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to come on and share thoughts and, you know, hopefully engage and, and be able to have, you know, something create a little bit of an aha moment for somebody that's listening. Um, thank you. And before I let you go, could you give a solo mom one or two tips? Two, one or two tips. So I've given a few today. So, um, yes. well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you um, a simple three-step process. 
actually it's a four-step process that I share with parents for if you find yourself being fearful, it's making that shift to be love-based. And so first of all, the first step is about awareness. And I always encourage parents to pay attention to what you're experiencing because that gives you a signal as to whether you're being fearful or love-based. And so if you're experiencing frustration or disappointment or anger, those are all signals that you're seeing whatever the circumstance is from a fearful mindset. And so the step, first step is to be aware of that and then just try to create a pause. You want to stop before you react, create a little bit of a pause. And then the, the second step is to introduce some forgiveness and compassion into the perspective. You know, who do I need to forgive here? How can I introduce some compassion to this situation? Or if I look from a compassionate view, what do I see? Step three is to introduce some gratitude. How could this be a good thing? What, you know, I mentioned, you know, what can we learn from this? You know, those kind of questions help to introduce some gratitude into the situation. And then step four, once then you're a little bit more grounded in that love-based mindset. The fourth step is to ask the question, how can I make a difference here? That's more of an action-oriented empowerment question. You know, what action can I take that's going to make a difference? And so forgiveness, compassion, gratitude, then how can I make a difference? Just try to keep that in your head. And it's a great way to make that shift from being fearful to being more love-based. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. In a world of chaos, love reigns. Thank you, Jim White. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Hello, Solomons. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry, and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you you can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.